0: There we go
1: all right good morning good afternoon or good evening everyone i know this is a little bit of an unusual or unexpected setup relative to how you folks in the audience particularly those on the public side are more used to things but today we have a very special joint kraken with riel and myself i dave on my end i'm doing a little bit of traveling as some of you know definitely the members on uh, patreon.com generation Z are aware of that but we have of course today riel in the driver's seat if you will so without further ado riel how you doing today and and we're going to be jumping right into uh, global events and uh, stories.
0: I'm I'm doing fantastic. Super happy that you're able to join me today, Dave. Um, Yeah, best of luck on all of your travels. I'm humbled to, you know, be taking the driver's seat for today's Kraken. And so for our audience, today's date is August 18th. The focus today is going to be specifically on science and technology and space. We're not going to do any geopolitics. We're not going to do any of the same narrative that, uh, you know, everybody's kind of uh, probably tired of hearing about. We're going to do, Dave and I are going to alternate uh, calling out the stories, and it's going to be entirely science-based. So without further ado, uh, we can get started. And Dave, if you can see my screen, it's all you.
1: Thank you so much. So first and foremost, we have a mysterious bundle of string on Mars's surface found by the Perseverance rover. Now, again, we see here that NASA's Perseverance rover captured an unusual image of something lying in the red sand of Mars, a bundle of string. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you folks in the audience, whether you're watching visually or listening or both, I um. I don't say this in an emotional sense because the last thing I want to do is encourage an emotional form or train of thought relative to how we constantly say on the show to take a step back and think but I I think enough of us including those in the audience um and Riel as well if I may speak on behalf of you had have had enough of seeing this mysterious this mysterious that and I don't say that in an emotional and patient manner, but rather. When one delves into the more background, uh, you know uh, scientific angle of things and notice it's not so black and white, as you will, we see here and I quote the string could be from the Rover or its descent stage, a component similar to a rocket powered jet pack used to safely lower the rover to the planet's surface, according to a spokesperson for the Perseverance mission at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. Now, of course, let's, let's not sugarcoat anything here. We've heard all the mysterious, uh, you could say events, for lack of a better term, uh, surrounding JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Overall, one could argue, is this a deliberate drop feed? Is this a quote unquote uh, influence campaign, shaping operation, you name it, relative to what has already been discovered arguably decades ago behind the scenes? It's hard to say. Ultimately, however, I think it goes without saying that they, and when I mean they, I refer to in this case, NASA, the Department of Energy, the military, certain elements of the military industrial complex, are far far ahead of this than ever done i mean this than what we're seeing here i think what we're looking at is precisely a form of drop feeding now i do not want to there's a difference between a good friend of mine said this rationalization and justification i do not want to justify this article but from a rational perspective if we look at all of the lies and the cover-ups allegedly over the past many decades it to me this speaks to an attempt to if you will rewrite history in a certain regard so that's my that's my personal take on it but i i could be wrong it may just simply be sometimes you know it may not be a a drop feed it may be something genuinely mysterious but i i put those odds pretty low in my in my books
0: yeah totally agree with you dave and you said it well enough so let's just move on to the next story at future, uh, in a few articles, it's going to be relevant to what you just said. But uh, moving on to the next story. the From Science Daily, one more clue to the moon's origin. From August 10th, researchers discover the first definitive proof that the moon inherited indigenous noble gases from the Earth's mantle. So this article is interesting to me because they talk about one more clue to the moon's origin, but their theory that they're going on uh, is still of the double wham uh, theory that uh, it, uh, that the Earth was impacted by a meteor, and then the Moon is currently uh, a broken off piece from the Earth. But the article uh, piece, of the article I wanted to headline is from the Grateful Dead lyrics inspire lab instrument. In the noble gas laboratory at ETH Zurich resides a state of the art noble gas mass spectrometer named tom dooley sung about in the grateful dead tune by the same name now i'm bringing that up because there's stuff circulating about the grateful dead being a part of some sort of like mk ultra programming so to just have their them mentioned in this article to me i find very fascinating but kind of as dave prefaced in just the first article we're kind of tired of almost kind of being like jerked around a little bit and i find it personally kind of funny that we're still going on this double wham theory and i kind of am a little bit beyond that but dave if you got anything to say i'm just ready to move on to the next one when we
1: see that scientist that is in search for extraterrestrial noble gas evidence and things like this um I, with the utmost respect to this particular scientist i can't help but think and i do not mean to put this in a conspiratorial manner but i cannot help but think that this doctor and or scientist relative to the military industrial complex apparatus under the nato umbrella and european union was in fact approached to say okay one could in fact come out ever so slightly to the public and will help you by you know putting this story in a headline i'm not saying that is what indeed occurred i'm just stating that this is where my mind goes particularly given the again the as you as we've said um, the the rumors of you know these uh, majestic 12 zodiac secret space program all this kind of stuff one would think that this is you know uh, dare i say even uh nazi real discoverable elements that has been discovered long ago now to be fair to play a quick devil's advocate to that one could say well maybe things got so compartmentalized this is a legitimate study with respect to cutting edge um you know research respectfully and this is not a jab at this scientist i would disagree with that i think again what we're seeing is a very very strong ramp up of presenting to the people to the masses a space-faring industry of sorts not not for better nor worse but i see this as part of that so that's my that's my take
0: absolutely uh we can move on to the next one here for you
1: the next thing is that building on the moon and mars you'll need extraterrestrial cement for that according to science daily researchers are exploring ways to use clay-like topsoil materials from the moon or mars as the basis for extraterrestrial cement that could be used by astronauts to create building materials for life in outer space scientists have converted simulated lunar and martian soils into geopolymer cement which is considered a good substitute for conventional cement now again I say the exact same thing in this regard, particularly if we uh, scroll up a little bit more right back to the headline very quickly. um, Thank you. Notice the word extraterrestrial from the concept of psychological dissemination and propagation of certain narratives. We have to keep in mind that just like anything else in life, you have the extremities of either side. And what I mean by that is in a shaping operation, arguably the masses have been you, we could say privy to very negative shaping operations in the past. Uh, dare I say? I don't mean to allude to. A, let's all sit by the fire. Kumbaya. This is what you know. Every we're saved. You know the allegedly with this whole you know the benevolent ETs are here. Let's put all that aside for a moment. Notice the headlines constantly have the word extraterrestrial in them. I can't help but think when we take a step back and take a non-emotional response and we take time to interpret the data and think. Again, it seems to kind of it's sort of like the same way that I, they would it would be claimed that the attempt to dismiss ufo conspiracies would be plastered on tabloids they would take a real picture of a, of a of a craft and put it of a non-human craft and put it on a tabloid magazine so by definition from both a psychological even an esoteric angle of intent that academic papers are now co- going public with the certain universities and facilities you are giving attention to something that is real while choosing to believe that it's fake while having the thing right in front of you so when i see the word extraterrestrial this is what i where my mind goes personally if we were to lay out a whole whiteboard of articles where it just said extraterrestrial we would see a traffic ramp up we could dare i say call this traffic analysis in the intelligence world we would see a ramp up of the amount of times and frequency the word extraterrestrial is used as for the cement I, this is my opinion. I have no data to go off of this. I think that's very old news, but I hate to keep putting these people down because, again, who am I with no credentials? But thank you, Riel, for letting me jump in.
0: My pleasure, Dave. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to you. And absolutely, as you're saying, with the uh, traffic analysis and uh, current uh, mini series that I'm working on is collecting all of the latest UAP extraterrestrial articles and creating a bit of a chronology to help us understand where we're at right now you you hit it right there on the money that's i you know when i show my sources we're gonna see exactly what you just said uh but on to the next one now this is one of the most insane but hilarious things i've ever seen top scientist admits space telescope image was actually a slice of chorizo from cnn and so that's what i was alluding to uh talking about that string picture Um, A French scientist has apologized after tweeting a photo of a slice of chorizo, claiming it was an image of a distant star taken by the James Webb Space (laughs) Telescope. Etienne Klein, a celebrated physicist and director at France's Alternative Energies and Atomic Energy Commission, shared the image of the spicy Spanish sausage on Twitter last week, praising the, quote, level of detail it provided.
1: So this is is the image right right here,
0: please, Dave. Yes, this
1: this speaks to the (laughs) ridiculousness of how the masses could be duped. I mean, again, this is why we talk about, particularly on the member side, the idea that we have to remember when we really bring it down and scale it down with respect to the optics of human institutions and governing bodies, they're just groups of humans. So at the end of the day, One human played a trick on a bunch of other ones in this particular case. And again, it was not questioned immediately because this is a highly respected scientist. I don't mean to take that away from them. But notice that when we remove all the labels that we give meaning to via our intent psychologically and otherwise, they're just humans playing tricks on other humans. So who's to say this couldn't be the case in a deliberate fashion in a grander scale in another time period? if you see what I'm alluding to so I'll well, leave that there.
0: and the art and uh the physicist apparently says that it was a deliberate hoax with the intention to urge caution regarding images that seem to speak for themselves which you know all those people that are skeptical of images that NASA releases and all that it's like oh well this is interesting people got well, duped this... and now we have to question like what did the James Webb Telescope release at the White House those official images and stuff Well, like this
1: that. Th- this speaks this goes right back to again the concept of you can't have your cake and eat it too. You have a scientist here, highly respected around the world, arguably, stating to always question everything. And then you have other institutions in this regard and in other regards saying, trust us, we know what we're doing. Again, this is why I always say on on Gen Z here, we do our best to ensure that we don't tell you what to think, but rather just take a step back and look and decide for yourselves literally without sarcasm. There's a difference between provoking a narrative and then saying, oh, we're just looking at every side. I got nothing to do with it. And then there's a difference between that and actually saying here. Here's the data in as neutral a way as we can report it, choose or whatever. D- do, do make of it as you see fit. So, yes,
0: absolutely, Dave. And that's one of the things that I fell in love with when I started to follow along with your channel. And now here I am doing the report alongside you, doing my best to objectively analyze and just present the data so that our audience can make the decisions for themselves. But let's move on to the next one. This is all you hear.
1: So according to SciTechDaily.com, the headline reads, surprise, surprise, subsurface water on Mars defies expectations. Well, again, I I don't mean to sound like a broken record here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up what we see in this subtitle, physics connect seismic data to properties of rocks and sediments. Well, again, I would very respectfully urge those to check out the plasma physicist based out of Texas, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Uh, John Brandenburg and he was the one who put out a paper a handful of i think 2017 2018 give or take that um or maybe even earlier that he found deliberate evidence of ancient nuclear war on mars was laughed at dismissed and then i believe i don't mean to uh to misquote or mischaracterize but the dia the defense intelligence agency then backed him and he was less laughed at after he received backing in that regard so um presuming i have the context correct that's where i stand on this Uh, nothing surprises me in this regard again this speaks to that concept of to what extent is this a potentially benevolent shaping operation to what extent does this speak to various factions behind the scenes attempting to rewrite history and if so for better or worse and in what context these are all the questions i constantly go about in my own head as well i don't claim to have the answers i think this is the path to pursue though
0: Right on. And yes, I have listened to uh, Brandenburg on the program Earth Ancients, and that's where they they look into the remnants of certain radioactive isotopes on Mars, and they have discovered that there were nuclear explosions. That's pretty much definitively what they've concluded. But interesting, I'll, before I just move on here, this article uh, quoting the co-author of this study from University of California, Berkeley, they're saying there is some cement, but the rocks are not full of cement talking about water and rocks, which goes to that previous article we looked at where they're talking about new cement that you need to build stuff on Mars. So just kind of having the same tangential uh, train of thought with the articles we're going through so that we're connecting dots through the classic open source intelligence kind of way. Right. Now on to the next one. The future of science in Canada is at risk. Researchers call for a pay raise. This is from August 11th, CTV News. Uh, so this article is can- from the Canadian press and talking about the lack of money that scientists are making. So, for example, it quotes, the 27-year-old has always dreamt of being a scientist. After a decade in university, she's nearly finished her PhD and has amassed around 100000 in student debt. Funding for research students in Canada comes mainly through scholarships and fellowships that the three federal granting agencies... Uh, the social sciences and humanities research council the natural sciences and engineering research council and the canadian institute of health research and i just wanted to bring this up that the scientific community feel like they're not making enough money which is probably true but to report on this after we see a scientist deliberately using a photo of a chorizo to trick people is kind of like just you know trust the science right but unless well, you got something yeah feel free Yeah to my me.
1: my whole thing here is I do not mean to discourage anyone from going into the academic system relative to what you want to pursue if it's something that is uh, you know unfortunately only the universities teach we've talked about on our uh, Patreon Zoom calls with our members that I had brought up the other day actually as of the day we're recording this if I were to you know be in charge of a country a nation a planet you name it and I had the ability to revamp the education system it is of my humble perspective I would, right from when the, the kids enter school, I would start them with the arts and let them, let them be free and then let them see where they, where they go in terms of what they want to pursue, whether it's a, a path that leans more towards science, philosophy, uh, you, you name it, you know, building things with their hands or maybe some, some are, are better at theoretical, visual. Again, we need every angle to put together. We need the, the, the theoretical models to, to suture. And then we need the practical minds to apply it to applications so that we can then go from theoretical to commercial to the consumer it doesn't have to be in that order but again i think what we're seeing here in this article relative to the the description of student debt sadly i don't want to say this but sadly to me it speaks to how the school system maybe at once it was at one point but over time has been sutured and squeezed so that it's not even about school anymore it's just about milking the students and the students parents for the money that's where I see this but that's just me I, I could be wrong.
0: Uh, i'm going to agree with you pretty much wholeheartedly and just add on that it would be great if the education system taught uh, kids how to uh, develop their intuition and follow their heart and learn more about spiritual based practices, instead of going right into the heavy academia sciences kind of based things. But uh, on to the next one, this is all you here.
1: So according to SciTechDaily.com, research fraud is everything we think we know about Alzheimer's disease wrong. I mean, for example, we saw recently that there was a research paper conducted extensively pertaining to the whole, again, serotonin and, and antidepressants, which I must admit, we have to be consistent with respects to admitting when we're wrong or right. I myself laughed at Tom Cruise back in 2005 with that Matt Lauer interview. And I must admit now that, my gosh, turns out he was right in that particular context. That doesn't mean that that would apply to everything else, Mr. Cruz states and does, but I, we must admit and be consistent from a non-emotional point of view, turns out that may in fact be the case. Now, in this regard, I don't see this much different from that, in the, that that's where I stand on this, when I see that uh, we see first a much anticipated new drug called a Duhelm, got approval from the FDA, but its actual benefit for Alzheimer's was so small that insurance would won't cover it for most patients. We see then on top of this, a major scandal broke. New evidence was revealed that researchers had faked images in an Alzheimer's study published 16 years ago. This was a high impact paper that other researchers had trusted and relied on as they did their own work. So again, for those to say that, you know, the FDA is, is not compromised respectfully, I'd say think again. So believe me when we, when we when in my humble perspective, folks, when I say that for those that say, oh, well, those are the mistakes of decades ago, that wouldn't happen now. That's the that's the time old shtick, in my opinion. That's the time old shtick. So
0: absolutely. And like just again, another article about you know fraud in the scientific community and duping others. And you can you with this as an example, we can see how one one like philosophy or train of thought can compound. And decades later, all of you you based all of your life research on one idea that turns out was wrong. and then that whole field
1: yeah right and if i may one more thing before we move on if you look folks at you know for example cnn fox news msnbc they bring on these research professionals or these analyst profession what does that even mean the the, the whole thing is is in my opinion ridiculous and and yes in this particular context i am taking a jab at those people that come on because they get paid six figures in many cases, to come on and just sit, read off of a script or a teleprompter relative to encouraging the financial aspect that is driving the the shaping narratives in a malevolent sense, arguably, within the, the STEM community, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, because ultimately, what I would say to people to, to finish this story off is anything that gets attacked scientifically, do not agree nor disagree. I would say question in regards to are the is the person who's making this claim being attacked or are their findings being disproven there's a difference there's a difference there are many scientists that have been attacked for example mr santilli the santilli telescope i'm not going to give my opinion here on that because that's not the point but his 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 method for how he developed the telescope and so on and so forth to my knowledge was not disproven but rather he was attacked so he was attacked if they can't assassinate you literally in my opinion they'll do everything they can to assassinate your character so that's just my my take
0: very good distinction to know about the character versus the actual content very important
1: well if they say well you know you're you're wrong this experiment will never work get out of my you know get out of my face this then that's attacking the character right or for example if they say well let me we took we tried the experiment in our lab and it didn't work no no no. i want to see the original experiment that the initial scientist claimed worked then we go from there none of this well we tried it, it did, none of that i want to see the guy's lab original the original paper not what people wrote about the paper the original paper all of that mm. stuff
0: absolutely um, we definitely do not go directly to the source And we often rely too much on what the news is reporting and how they interpret it and spin the original content. And all you got to do
1: is is slap an institution's name on that paper saying this institution backs it and no one's going to question it after that. So. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's my take. Is this, uh, this is your story? Yeah,
0: and I'm going to do the next two because they're connected and then you get the next fun one. Uh, This one from CTV News. Exposure to synthetic forever chemical linked to liver cancer, study finds. Man-made chemicals found in industrial products commonly referred to as forever chemicals have been linked to the most common type of liver cancer, a new study has found. And they're called polyfluoroalkyl. substances, PFAS, forever chemicals. So, uh, yeah,
1: fluorocalil, I think.
0: Right on. You are the more scientific one of the two uh, of us, but yeah. So that's just bringing that to our attention here. Um, because they've been gathering data from human blood and tissue samples in specifically Los Angeles and Hawaii. And yeah, this is a very interesting one when you talk about climate change and pollution and all that. And even if I'm going to disagree with a lot of the science behind the climate change narrative, well, clearly there's not good shit in in the sky and in the air that we're breathing. I am not going to argue with that. So I would like us to be more respectful to what we breathe in, obviously. But, uh, and I mean, we can go on to the next one here. Cognitive decline linked to ultra-processed food, study finds. I mean, we really don't need to go deeper into this one.
1: I'm, I'm shocked. I can't, Yeah, I, exactly. When I, was, I'm, I, when I saw this line, <laughs> I almost said, stop the episode right now. I can't do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, this is just in the mainstream news. So maybe this will help people uh, improve their diet a little bit, especially when, you know, inflation is so high and the right price of food. Maybe you won't spend $8 on a hot dog next time you go out. Um, but so on to the next one here, which is for you, buddy
1: ctv news we see here that fossil discovery suggests the loch ness monster may have once existed again we see for example there have been uh, <laughs> at this point i'm just gonna i'm just gonna voice record what i said the first 10 minutes mm. of this episode and put press play on repeat I'm, I'm joking but we see here the scientists from the university of bath and university of portsmouth in the uk as well as the universe university hassan the second in Morocco published a study last week in the journal uh, *Cretaceous Research on the discovery of small plesiosaurus from a 100 million-year-old river system now part of the Sahara. According to the study, plesiosauruses were long-necked marine reptiles with small heads and four long flippers that existed during the time of the dinosaurs. They also served as inspiration for the Loch Ness monster in Scotland. Again, if we scroll down a little bit more, we'll find that there actually have been photographs taken, albeit I uh, I will admit uh, covered up. If we scroll down a little more, um, if we keep going a little more, I think I saw a photo earlier. This right over here this undated file photo shows a shadowy shape that some people say is the Loch Ness monster in Scotland now again not claiming that it is. This speaks to the idea of i'm not trying to say everything we're told was a lie or everything that we're told is nonsense is now being is now being flipped what i'm saying is. We should question right from the get go. With respects to let's do our own research amongst a variety of different sources global sources not just national sources but global and not just global but even dive into that other area of not so um we could say honestly i I would even say just you look at academic papers and you see things like this are not that far off uh i mean far off i think this is old stuff decades old but we see you know with rna manipulation i want to be clear for youtube here I'm not speaking about the beep boop I'm just talking about in the in with regards to uh, epigenetics and eugenics um, eugenics and all of that, this is not. um, This is not that far out there, and I quote it's a bit controversial but who's to say that because we paleontologists have always called them marine reptiles they had to live in the sea lots of marine lineages invaded fresh water and quote again this speaks to this idea of who is to say very simply even myself. One could play devil's advocate to what I'm saying to you folks in the audience right now, am you could say, Dave, who are you to make that opinion? And I would say fair point. So at the end of the day, this is the type of, I think, discourse that is much more healthily applied to a larger subset of of individuals in a community that allow for more of a progression in academia than anything else. So
0: yeah, and I just wanted to add on uh, that the whole dinosaur narrative, I find it very peculiar that we have this nice number of 66 million years ago when they went extinct and i can't help but think of the gematria the numerology the right. deep cryptocracy kind of inner uh behind the scene workings of these stories and and what we're told it's like again just what a nice number 66 million years right. ago right uh okay so on to the next one actually um It didn't take long for meta's new chatbot to say something offensive meta's new chatbot can convincingly mimic how humans speak on the internet for better and worse in conversations with cnn business this week the chatbot which was released publicly friday and has been dubbed blenderbot 3 said it identifies as alive and human watches anime and has an asian wife it also falsely claimed that Donald Trump is still president and that there is definitely a lot of evidence that the election was stolen. This is from <laughs> August 11th. I reading this is like, whoa, okay. Um, Dave, feel free to chime in. because I, I, with I this is, to yeah. the,
1: I'm, I'm not laughing <laughs> for or against the Trump, the election stolen angle of it with respects to that. I want to kind of leave the pol- politics aside when analyzing this in, in this video today, but, um, If this doesn't speak to how AI can, well, big picture, in my opinion, we see, for example, we are a species on the surface of this planet as human beings where our culture is or the technology being developed is moving faster than the culture in which we are psychologically and dare I say spiritually in in tune with we are completely falling out of line with respects to what's going on we see people doing um you know quick gotcha attacks emotional attacks on twitter for example well you know what about isms as they call it as a good friend of mine said that's that that's an exhibiting um uh, trait of narcissism we see for example that the legacy media or for-profit media seems to be pushing this angle of again not taking the time to think and just going jab what about what about so when we see for example for what you highlighted here Riel, so so graciously blender bot self identified as sentient during chats with cnn business likely because that's what the human response it studied said when asked what made it human the bot stated the fact that i'm alive and conscious right now makes me human as well as having emotions and being able to reason logically I don't particularly I would personally for those that want to get my opinion, I don't necessarily agree with that with respects to the idea of quote unquote organic consciousness again consciousness means something different to an ontologist the philosopher. uh, To uh, again a eugenicist it means different things depending on where you go a neurologist a biochemist, all of this so. When I look at this, even a physicist, dare I say, even a computer scientist as well, so when I look at all of this, what I see is the unfortunate and possibly malevolently or deliberate speeding up of the technology compared to the culture we're we're not we should not have a lot of access to a lot of the things that we do in my opinion on a public level and very quickly to play devil's advocate to that the question becomes so who should and that's a very tough question i don't claim to have the answer to that's just my take on in terms of the culture is the technology is moving faster than the culture so it's like giving ants bazookas that's my whole thing so
0: right on uh dave i really appreciate your wisdom and insight on on all of this it's so fascinating to see how much you've grown since going back to the the earliest videos that you were making two years ago oh i
1: appreciate it
0: yeah uh so we've only got two more articles because i know this is a shorter episode we got to wrap up uh so this one's on you
1: the arctic is warming according to ctv news is warming at nearly double the rate previously estimated according to a study. Uh, new researchers suggest that the arctic is warming alarmingly faster than what current scientific literature and media sources have reported again we see here that a report based in december 2021 by the us-based national oceanic and atmospheric administration noaa confirmed this rate again noaa the nro we see for example the um, national geospatial intelligence agency that riel you were delving into a handful of months ago and we looked into on the patreon side Um, we see for example the same in agencies that, interestingly enough, give trouble with obfuscation and delays and all of that with Freedom of Information Act FOIA requests are the same ones stating this is occurring. Now, I'm not trying to imply they're lying, nor am I trying to imply they're telling the truth. What I'm simply trying to imply is that there is a there there with respect to the poles allegedly flipping or turning, the planet, quote unquote, flushing itself out every 12 to 13,000 years. I would dare to say, in my humble opinion, this is not this is not anything conspiratorial whatsoever. As a matter of fact, these articles are the result of a, of an attempt for a handful of humans at the top to disseminate this to us without trying to freak us out. Now, my whole thing, I don't agree with that because my whole thing is simply come out and tell us if 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 you don't lie to the people from the beginning, you're never going to have an issue. That's a whole other conversation. But ultimately, I think this is what we're seeing. I think. Um, I mean, yeah, I think the polls are 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 definitely going to shift in the in the coming years. I don't mean to fear monger, and I think this is a a drop feed of that. So,
0: that is very interesting that that is your thought because actually, I'm just going to give our audience a sneak peek. Today's episode of our scientific kraken is actually this was the a very soft. Uh, version of what we're doing. And next time we do the joint Kraken, I've got a whole slew of articles that we're going to go a lot deeper into the very nerdy terminology and scientific stuff that we love that dave does and one of the articles is actually that the earth's magnetic poles are not likely to flip well latest scientific study so i'm not saying that they're
1: they're not likely to flip if one is is too busy inside the metaverse sure in what Mm. context and i'm not i'm just i'm now i'm just half joking half serious but ultimately i think that um again this whole concept of the poles are not likely to flip well this speaks to on a more serious note okay with you can't have your cake and eat it too on both ends of the stick. You can't control both ends and then say, okay, it's neither but both. It's like that, that is the, in my opinion, the pure definition of dare I say propaganda in this context. So that, that's just me though.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, Dave. And so uh, the last article, the last scientific thing that we're going to be looking at today is a uh, freshly published um, open letter a world climate declaration saying there is no climate emergency now this is a, obviously a very controversial uh, paper it was actually published june twenty seventh, 2022 uh and it is signed by 1107 scientists and professionals from all over the world and this is a 20-something page document but most of the document is just the signatures it actually doesn't really say much other than what we're gonna cover here Which they're saying, climate science should be less political, while climate policies should be more scientific. Scientists should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming, while politicians should dispassionately account the real costs as well as the imagined benefits of their policy measures. So they say that it's natural as well as anthropogenic factors that cause warming, warming is far slower than predicted. The climate policy relies on inadequate models. CO2 is plant food, the basis of all life, which they try to say, get rid of all carbon, carbon zero. Well, these scientists seem to disagree with that, saying it's the basis of all life. Global warming has not increased natural disasters, and climate policy must respect scientific and economic realities. So just to wrap it up here, their advice to the European leaders is that science should strive for a significantly better understanding of the climate system, while politics should focus on minimizing potential climate damage by prioritizing adaption strategies based on proven and affordable technologies.
1: This basically is saying, in my opinion, this speaks to just like there is a very, again, this is not something that is not discussed in the media because the media is a direct tool or arm of this, particularly the for-profit legacy media, in my opinion, just my opinion. But we find, for example, that, again, I can't help but think of, for example, the Great Barrington Declaration and all of this. Exactly. I don't yeah. mean to, and what I what I'm saying here is I'm not anti climate change, nor pro climate change, nor just like with the Great Barrington, I'm not pro nor anti beep boop. What I'm saying here is that how come those that disagree with the legacy narrative are immediately dismissed as, you know, heretics, fringe thinkers, you name it, does this this letter here, for example, does this does this not speak to healthy conversation of opposing viewpoints? And this arguably to add to that to finally to, to wrap this up this speaks to the clear issue between policymakers, the intelligence world and the scientific world those three things are constantly in flux and not in a in an organic chronological way that i think benefits the masses whatsoever so what we're seeing is the separation of these different entities. But then the intertwined of them, the second it gets political and the human angle wants to push a particular narrative. Hence, going back to what we said earlier about shaping operations, sadly being malevolent for many, many decades. So that's where that's where I go when I look at that.
0: Excellent, Dave. Yep, I totally agree. And I think that's a perfect note for us to end this episode on. Uh, so there you have it, folks. This is a science, science, a technology based Kraken. The first time that we've done this but definitely won't be the last. And if you got any closing remarks, floor zeros, Dave.
1: I just want to thank everyone for tuning in, whether it's on audio video, and I want to thank everyone for the compliments with respect to how Riel and I do these deep dives every week or every other week. And so we really appreciate it. We're going to do our best to ramp that up a little more often and do some more of these, um, not just joint Krakens, but also also deep dives that we may in fact have as, you know, a separate series or something like this. So stay tuned, folks, and thank you so very much.